Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm going to be here riding along with you guys for a wonderful uh, seven-game slate, I believe we have for the main slate here. Um, I believe that's correct. One, two, three, four, five, six, yep, seven. Seven-game slate for the main slate. There is an earlier two-game slate that kicks off at noon my time, at central time, and uh, I am not enthralled with it. I'm going to play a lineup in there um, for that one, but I am not uh, seeing a whole lot that I like there. So I'm just going to talk about the main slate here. And of course, I'll just be focusing on the several games I'll be looking at here. Not all of them. We'll be able to skip a few of them. As always, guys, go to sportsethos.com, get that DFS pass. It's five bucks a month. And uh, you can go ahead and get our insights up into up to lock. This is, of course, an early look at the slate before we get any of the injury news. But we can uh, definitely start to set up our lineups here and uh, take a look. So let's get right into it. Orlando at Atlanta. Um, definitely have some interest here. And we have a currently a one-point spread in favor of the Magic, which makes sense. There's no Trey Young in this one, so that's a big one to, to note. 226.5 is the game total, which is lower than one might expect. And again, that's mostly due to... No Trey Young. I don't think I'm really playing the the big totals here on this slate, honestly, because um, there's a few things I definitely like that have nothing to do with that. With that, so I'm just looking for value across the board. On the Orlando side, of course, this is a back to back for them, but they're a young team. You know, I don't really expect a whole lot to go crazy here. Did take a look at some Franz Wagner at 7,500. He's been struggling, so I'm hoping that ownership might be down here. He's definitely in my player pool. I didn't end up with him here in my dummy lineup, but, um, you know, only 26 DK points tonight. Or, no, sorry. This is from the 22nd. He only had 26 DK points. I know tonight he also did not have a very good game, so I would suspect he uh, wound up around there as well. But this is obviously a different kind of beast with the Atlanta Hawks, and we like to attack the Hawks in DFS. So Franz Wagner continues to be the best offensive player on the Orlando Magic. Sorry, Paulo Bancaro. Paulo Bancaro is um, decent. He's good. No doubt about it. Close, close, close second. As close as you can get razor thin margin. But I do think Franz takes the cake for me personally. So uh, I would be interested in him here. Like I said, I didn't end up with him in my lineup. Cole Anthony was another guy I was kind of considering early on. I did certainly go with Jalen Suggs tonight, which won me some money on DraftKings. But for Cole Anthony, uh, you know, he also had a really good game. Um, his mids have been kind of held, held in check. So he's a very risky option here, but he's 4,600. Uh, I believe tonight he only had 20 minutes, if I recall correctly. So 19 minutes in the game uh, before that. So, you know, um, without those minutes there, those guaranteed minutes, there is a bit of a dice roll component here. But I still like him. still think he has the ability to go boom. There's no Markel Fultz in this one. So there you go. I'm not buying the, the Gary Harris explosion. Uh, of course, you guys know I've espoused my love for Gary Harris before on this show and in Discord for our sports ethos series. By the way, there is a free Discord. You guys should go join that. Um, it's absolutely crushing and kicking off, and uh, people are talking in there, chatting left and right. So, um, but yeah, I'm not buying that Gary Harris uh, explosion. So there you go. Okay, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. There is no Trey Young, so of course it's going to be an interesting one. Of course, Dejounte Murray at 7,800. 
going to be chalk uh, is it going to be the good chalk or the bad chalk that's the question here and you know i'm a little iffy about it i really am um going against the orlando magic who happen to be one of the best defensive teams in the league that's how they win their games generally speaking usually low scoring affairs which probably contributes a little bit to that low score i told you uh before we started here so I'm not necessarily going to lock in uh, DeJounte Murray in all my lineups, but I do think he's got to make an appearance in a majority of them because I do think without Trey Young, it's very clear who's going to have the ball in their hands. I think a nice pivot off of that would be Jalen Johnson at 7500 near, near nearly the same pricing, different position, obviously. But this season has been the Jalen Johnson show, and uh, if, it, if it continues that way, he should have some nice usage here as well. Uh, obviously, Bogdan Bogdanovich at 5,500 is another guy you can consider as well. And I'm really not going to stray beyond those guys, to be honest with you guys. If you're in a really deep GPP, we may be able to see some Patty Mills minutes tonight. But, uh, yeah, I'm not buying that. I think if we see Patty Mills minutes, it'll probably be like 10 minutes, right? I'm actually looking at his game bug now. 10, 7, 10, those are the last times he got minutes, so... Um, scratch him. Just take him out. Forget I said anything. But he's an interesting guy uh, because he might get some minutes here. I don't think he's going to be uh, good enough to really matter, though. Let's move on, though, to my guys, the Chicago Bulls against the New Orleans Pelicans. And um, here we do have a 2.5 point spread in favor of the Pels. On DraftKings, you also have a 222.5 uh, game total. And, uh, yeah, I'm not not in love with this game. Um, you know, two teams that are pretty decent on the defensive end, two teams that struggle on the offensive end, honestly. So I don't think it's the best or the greatest, uh, you know, matchup to target here. There are definitely some other games I enjoy more. But I do want to talk about a few guys on the Chicago side that I'm pretty uh, high on. And that would be uh, Ayo Desumu at 5,100 and Alex Cruz at 4,900. Uh, you know, look, guys, there's no Tory Craig here, no power forward up and down this roster for the Chicago Bulls. So these guys are locked in the minutes, and that's first and foremost what we're looking for, of course. But particularly for Desumu, he's been pretty active on the offensive end. He does get out in transition and, and you know, gives shots that way for the Bulls. He's kind of the young legs for this team. But... He also has been hitting threes at a pretty nice rate, a really, really good rate. So I do like me some Ayo Desumu. 5,100 is, you know, a little pricey for what you're getting, I suppose. Um, but hopefully that just means the ownership's going to be down. He does have the ability to put up some pretty big games. Let's see, the last one, he had 38 DK points. A couple of games before that, 47.5 DK points. So, you know, you're looking at um, potentially a 40 to 50 point, you know, ceiling here. Which is not bad at all, of course. Just scrolling back to see if you, how many 40-point games he has. He looks like he only has a couple under his belt. Most, you know, I would say a, a reasonable guess for his stat line, a good stat line here for him would be like 35 DK points. And I'm totally fine with that at 5,100. Caruso, same thing. I mean, you know, again, you know, they don't have any power forwards. He's going to play a majority of minutes. You know, I am always of the mindset that Caruso happens to disappear. He's only 200 less than Desumu, so I'd rather spend an extra 200 to get to Desumu if you're going to play so many on the Chicago side. But nonetheless, he is, you know, a guy that's going to see a bunch of minutes, probably some extra shots. If he gets a bunch of steals, 
It's always possible. So he is still in my uh, player pool here. I swung and missed on Nandri Dorman last time, so I want to apologize about that if you guys listened to the last show. I said there was no way in the world that he wasn't going to start and play a bunch of minutes, and he only managed to play 17 minutes against the Boston Celtics. Womp, 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 womp. Against the Pelicans, uh, you know, we don't know if Zion Williamson is playing yet. Maybe if Zion plays and they end up having some issues with, you know, guarding Zion at the rim, Drummond gets, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. And, of course, the permanent upside is always going to be there with Drummond. So, um, somebody that's interesting, but as it stands right now, I am not considering him. Speaking of those Pelicans, though, already going to be without CJ McCollum. So, that's a big miss. That's a big hit for them, I should say. Uh, we can look for, you know, Jordan Hawkins at 4,200 as a nice play, as well as Jose Alvarado at 4,000. Both nice plays to step in there uh, for the minutes that CJ McCollum is going to vacate. And they bring a little bit of a different skill set. So, you know, both guys could go boom, honestly. I think it's interesting to think about stacking those guys in a large field GPP. But I want to make sure that two other guys here, Zion Williamson and Brian Ingram, are ruled out first if you go that route. Those guys are both questionable. I'm guessing one of them at least plays. It's possible they both play. It's possible they both sit. We just don't know yet. I really don't have any uh, strong feelings one way or the other. I know Brandon Ingram has been out. So it seems like he's more so trending in the right direction. Zion has been kind of in and out, right, of the lineup. So I don't truly know if he plays or not. Generally speaking, he's been playing through stuff, though. So, um. But, you know, on top of the uh, two guards there that I spoke of, the Hawkins and Alvarado plays, if there is no Zion Williamson, there's no Brian uh, Ingram. You know, Jonas Valanciunas at 6,500, of course. Trey Murphy at 5,300 is probably the one I like the most, though, out of the remaining guys here for his ability to score because they will definitely need that without those guys. And, of course, Larry Nance Jr. would be in the player pool as well, specifically if there's no Zion Williamson. He, he would probably slide into a start, the starting lineup and play 20-plus uh, minutes. Uh, you know They don't like to play him a whole lot of minutes. That's, that's the, the crappy thing here. But he is only 4,400. He doesn't have to score a whole bunch of points to, to hit value for you there. So there you go. Let's move on to the Denver Nuggets at the Golden State Warriors. And I really just want to talk about one, one gentleman here, one little gentleman uh, Mr. Um, Nikola Jokic, if you've ever heard of him, I don't know, kind of a good player. Um, but of course, he is playing against the Warriors. Warriors don't really have a true center. They have Trace Jackson Davis, who's a rookie. Um, tough to ask him to guard Nikola Jokic, and you know, Draymond Green's just not not gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. Come on, Looney can get in there and mix it up a little bit. But he's been kind of falling out of the rotation here, in favor of Jonathan Kaminga. So, there's not a lot of good options on the Warriors to hold down Jokic. And uh, anytime you're going against the Warriors, specifically the Warriors right now, that are playing really good basketball, this is definitely a chance for the Nuggets to put up a good win that will give them some good confidence heading into the postseason. So, uh, Nikola Jokic at only 11.6, only 11,600. We've seen him up near 13,000 this season. I'm trying to see here if I go back. Okay, 12,000, 12,500, 12,7. There you go, 12,8, 12,8, 12, 12,9. He hasn't topped 13,000 yet, but he's hit 12,9. So 
So I feel like you're getting a little bit of a discount on this guy. And uh, I like think Leo Kachal a heck of a lot. I don't expect him to be a low-owned play. I think he'll have some fair ownership. But with that big price tag, he probably won't have crazy ownership on a big slate like this. Seven games. I mean, it's not big, but it's bigger than, you know, four or five games, of course. So, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is also questionable in this one. So, if he doesn't go, Christian Brown, of course, can, you know, be thrown in your player pool as well as Peyton Watson a little bit. But, um, you know, I would call those guys risky plays for sure. I suppose you can call them high upside plays, specifically with Watson. But with Watson, we'd rather have someone like... Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter Jr. or Nikola Jokic out. So I'm not too bullish on any of these guys if KCP is eventually ruled out. Jamal Murray, of course, is also questionable. And the easy replacement there is Reggie Jackson. At 5,700, though, I am not super interested in Reggie Jackson either. Um, because I'm, I'm going to play Nikola Jokic. I just don't want to invest that much money. Uh, in this game, the Denver Nuggets and the, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it's a one-point spread, by the way, in favor of the Nuggets. 231.5 is that game total. Okay, say Houston. Nah. 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 We're going to skip it. We're just going to skip it. Little skip, 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 skip. Um, yeah, I'm not super interested in that game. We'll go ahead and skip over that one. I do want to mention, though, while we have here, we're halfway through the slate now. We've got uh, a couple more games to, to hit here, a couple more guys. Um, you know, again, the NBA Fantasy Pass at SportsEthos.com just crushed it this season. We are helping people win their leagues. I hope, you know, if you're out there and you are a subscriber to our, uh, you know, Fantasy Pass that you've enjoyed that product. I would love to hear from you what you think needs improvement, what doesn't, you know, what, what's great, what's worked for you, what hasn't. Uh, give me some feedback, you know, let me help me to improve this product so we can go ahead and uh, keep people winning and keep people engaged and keep growing this thing because Sportitos is absolutely taking off to the moon. Uh, just shout out again to my team over there. They've just done an incredible job. So let's move on, though, to the San Antonio Spurs at the Utah Jazz. And uh, on the Spurs side, you know, I'm not honestly interested. I just don't know. I never know with the Spurs who's going to pop off, who's not. Um, Victor Wambanyama is 9,600 now. I'm just... Yeah, just too much risk there. I mean, they're, they're, they're still handling him with kid gloves. You know, maybe this is year three or something, but um, just not, not going to go there. On the Utah side, though, they're, I mean, I, I think you can probably play any of these people. You know, Lloyd Marketing, Colin Sexton, John Collins, Jordan Clarkson, Keontae George. I think you can play any of those blokes, any of those fellas and blokes. Um, but the guy I'm most interested in, interested in is taylor Hendricks at 3700 uh saw 26 minutes in that last game against the hornets this projects as a similar game against the spurs where it's not a good team and the jazz seem to be maybe tanking a little bit question mark i mean i don't know i'm not sure exactly what their their angle is here they aren't too far out of the play-in but they are currently sitting outside of the play-in i believe it's four games they are back in standings um i'm just gonna double check that real quick yeah they're four games behind but the thing is they're, they're four games behind the golden state warriors and four and a half games behind the los angeles lakers and i just don't think they're catching those teams the teams ahead of those teams are the phoenix suns and sacramento kings so I suppose it does make sense for them to kind of switch into tank mode at this point. 
And Hendricks at 3,700 at power forward uh, seems like an awesome play to me. I'm expecting some good things here. He did have 25.25 DK points in that last game in 26 minutes against the Charlotte Hornets. And I'd be totally happy with a similar result here. So, you know, I don't think it's a crazy high upside on this kid, but I do think that it's a very decent play at that price tag for sure. Charlotte Hornets at the Portland Trailblazers. Oh my, oh me, oh my. Uh, we have two crappy teams, and you know darn well I like that. So let's talk about it. On the Hornets, um, there's two guys that really jump out to me. One guy that ended up in my lineup here is Brandon Miller at 6,900. I love this kid. I think he's going to be a really nice player. Um, All-star for sure. Good two-way player. Is he going to be, you know, a superstar, quote-unquote? I don't know about that one. But I think he's going to be a very nice player. I like, I enjoy watching this kid play. Um, and he's got a very high upside here uh, on this Hornets team because they have every incentive to give him the ball, let him create, let him grow right before our very eyes. Um, you know, he hasn't scored less than 31 DK points in the last three games, so that's really nice. But before that, he had a really nice stretch of games where he was scoring like 50 DK points in, what, three straight games, looks like. Nearly four straight games. So, there's a really nice upside here. 6900 is not that bad of a price tag for him. So, I like me some Brandon Miller here. The other guy I was eyeing that I didn't end up with in my lineup, but I, I might end up with him later, is Nick Richards at 5500 And, uh, look, I mean, I just... I, this is a fade Aiton play. I mean, DeAndre Aiton's just been terrible. We all thought he was going to recover, have a better season on the Portland Trailblazers. A you know, new place for him to go spread his wings and fly. And it just hasn't happened. Just, no, hasn't happened. Um, so, I like Nick Richards here because I think he can take advantage of DeAndre Ayton, which is funny to say. A little depressing to say because I do have some Ayton shares in Dynasty. But there it is. So, I like some, uh, some Nick Richards here at 5,500. Portland... On that side of the ball, you know, not loving it a whole lot, honestly. Um, you know, there's no, going to be no Brogdon, going to be no Scoot Henderson. So um, you can play guys like Delano Batten, Banton if you want. You can play guys like uh, Tumani Kamara. You know, Chris Murray's been getting minutes, so 3,900 for Chris Murray doesn't seem totally atrocious. Um, Matisse Thibel's probably the guy interests me the most out of that backcourt if you want to go that route 3100 is his price tag and his minutes have been pretty much held in check but when he does get the minutes he's got the upside with the you know steals blocks threes so he'd be the guy I'd probably lock in in a large field gpp but um it's a risky play for sure the guy i'm most into though on the portland side has got to be jeremy grant at 7000 he is still steering the ship straight into the lottery valhalla i don't know what you want to say he is the guy that's out there getting all the usage in these losses so seven thousand against the charlotte hornets of course we know the hornets are a terrible defensive team the hornets have been playing better as of late with some guys that are actually motivated to play well and try to you know try to win games but the defense still hasn't been great so totally happy to pay, play uh jeremy grant for just seven thousand really not that bad of a price tag at all all right last 
game here uh, on the slate, and I don't have a whole... I've got one guy I'm really looking at here. Um, so it's going to be a pretty short episode, guys. You know, I don't really like anybody on the Sacramento side. I think uh, the Clippers are a really good defensive team. They're a team that gets a lot of rebounds. Best One of the best rebounding, if not the best rebounding team in the league. So... Not loving a whole lot on the Sacramento side. On the Clippers side, though, I do want to mention, you know, Norman Powell is questionable here with an ankle injury. And I just told you guys about Trey Man, or um, not Trey Man, sorry, Terrence Man, in the last episode, I believe. And he absolutely went off. The, yeah, the episode I did with Pat. And he absolutely went off, which made me really happy, of course. Won a little bit of money on that one. But he's only 4000 here. His price tag's come up a little bit. I don't expect him to get the... 44.5 DK points he had in the last game. But if Norman Powell is ruled out, and I'm hoping he is, I think this is a guy you can absolutely look at, you know, going against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he actually has three straight games of 21-plus DK points, which is, you know, even if he gets 21 points, DK points at 4,000, you're hitting at least 5x value there. So it's not going to sink you. So I, I think he's actually a relatively safe play. Um, of course, I do want to see Norman Powell get ruled out. Um... I want to make sure that happens. You know, of course, you know, throughout the day, we might get the information that you know, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard is going to take a seat. We don't know. If that happens, he's a smash play for me. Right now, he's just kind of a slip in, and I'm going to see what happens with the injury news. So, there you go. Um, it is a short episode. Got maybe about nine minutes here before I usually wrap this thing up. So, um, if I can get this to load, maybe not. I was going to give you guys some free plays. What do you think? Some free plays? Some free plot plays. Uh, maybe maybe a spread or two uh, that I'm looking at here. If I can get Discord to load for me. But it doesn't seem like I can. My internet went out and my power went out crazily. Uh, like right before I hopped on this. So I'm a little, I'm a little spooked here. <laughs> so, um, But either way, I guess I don't have access to that. So that's going to do it for us, guys. That is our show. Uh, if you do want those plays, go get the wager pass. Or hit me on Twitter and let me know you really want it. I'll give you, I'll slip you one. So hit, slip in my DMs. I'll give you one. Let me know you're listening. That'd be, that'd be a cool little thing. Uh, but anyways, I am Keith. You can find me on Twitter at, at Ethos Keith, at Ethos Keith. You can follow the show, of course, at, at Ethos DFS, at Ethos DFS. And, uh, hey, until next time, guys, go get that money. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.